Welcome to the We Are Invincible podcast, a project of Wakagape. We are conversation starters, question askers, and prayerful ponderers. Join us as we invite others to the table to meet and celebrate all of the indispensable people that love Jesus. We believe that as followers of Christ, we are invincible when we are united as one. To learn more about other projects from Wakagape, visit www.wakagape.org. Welcome to episode 10 of the We Are Invincible <clears throat> podcast, a project by Wakagape. Today we continue the conversation of being in one accord. Uh, we are joined today by my good friend, Luke Britt. He is a youth pastor at the Church of God in Pendleton, Oregon. He's a husband and a father of three really cool kids. He's an avid hunter, involved community member, and a terrible singer. At least that's what his wife says. Um, thank you, Luke, so much for joining us here today. Um, so appreciate you taking the time to be on this podcast. Um, so today we're going to be talking about one accord. What does unity of the body look like? Unity versus uniformity. Um, and finding commonalities and building relationships based on those commonalities to move forward together. Uh, Luke, how do you explain what unity of the body should look like biblically? Well, Carrie, first, let me say thank you for inviting me to be part of your guys' podcast. And um, I really, really have enjoyed our relationship as well. Uh, for me, unity in the body is kind of the big picture about what it means to follow Christ when it comes to kingdom mindset. It's not always about who we're associating with or our best group or our you know, it's not just only this one church and one community has answers. I think the Holy Spirit brings something um, and many gifts to the body. And I think if we're trying to, you know, be competitive or cast out others that aren't like us specifically or aren't in the same frame of mind as us for denying some of the best things that God's doing in other places. And I, I trust God. And I think I think the heart for unity is more about honoring and obeying God and allowing God to show and grow us in areas that we don't understand because we haven't been around it, I'd say. So, yeah, I completely agree with that. Right. Like we are all made different um, with different mm -hmm. skills and gifts and God is kind of the ultimate puzzle maker, right? Put it all together. Yeah. When we have um, close relationship with each other and maybe many different gifts in that, those relationships, I think it sharpens us. Maybe we're not hearing something that someone else is tuned to a little bit. And I think the Holy Spirit brings that unity, true unity, and it's in brothers and sisters of Christ. And we know that we have a firm foundation in Jesus and in his truth. But with, at the same time, there's non-essentials that we don't need to argue about. If we're on mission, doing the things we're called to do, we're not um, focusing on the non-essentials. That becomes religion and less relationship involved. And I think that causes, you know, division versus unity. And I think God's not as glorified in those relationships as he could be if we were in unity. Can we get an amen? Oh, love that. So for communities, um, we have some experience with this. For communities where unity is lacking or has been broken, do you have any advice for disciples to influence change to reunify the body where they live? I think the best thing is to do what Christ said, humble yourself. Um, if we come from a place of higher understanding or higher learning or higher knowledge and, and have to have people understand us where we're at before we will associate with them, it doesn't really come to a, a place of peace and unity to, to absorb um, difference of opinion and different thought. And I think 
it's choosing value in others that God's brought into your path that are brothers and sisters in Christ. And if you choose to say, well, they're not valuable, I'm not going to give them any of my time. You're maybe, if God's asking you, I'd say that. If God's at bringing them into your path and that relationship is there to be established and you're choosing not to, you're denying something that maybe God would, you know, open that door for. Um, kind of in relation to you and I, just a little bit in different background, obviously different churches, but um, obviously brothers and sisters in Christ. I just want to support those who are serving and, and working in the, in the ministry and the kingdom mindset. And I, and I think no matter who we are, what we are, there's a lot of value that needs to be brought in. Um, people get offended in church. People have hurts and they start blaming a person. And then that, you know, that eventually associates with a church or a body of believers. And that ends up pushing people or casting people um, in their own heart away from them because they have been hurt by instead of going, God, help me have forgiveness. Let me move forward. You end up pushing yourself aside and then you're yeah, disunity and these other things. But I think God wants us to be one. <laughs> it's not easy. It's not. And what I've, I've experienced and witnessed to do is just being really intentional to do your part and, um, you know, not being afraid and, and like backing off when you see a problem, but rather going to it with love. It's just, you, you do that really, really well. Um, I, I say, thank you, Lord, for giving me some of those gifts because it's not natural. I have to fight to do it sometimes. <laughs> I totally hear you. So you approached me a few years ago. We met a few years ago. I don't even remember how did we meet, but um, you invited me to join my youth group with your group, youth group and another, um, and we called it All City Youth Rally. So fun. Mm -hmm. um, I would really love for you to share with us, like, how did that get started and why was it important to you to kind of, you know, step outside the comfort zone and, and bring us together? So when I was a, a student, even at Pendleton here in high school, I was part of a youth group. And I remember having discussions with kids um, that were in another youth group or different things. And there was this almost animosity in, in between groups. We were Christians, but we weren't on the same team in some, in some areas. It was almost competitive feel. And I think that stemmed from the relationship between the youth pastors. And I realized something that when God gave me the opportunity to serve directly under another youth pastor and, and work with youth in ministry as I was getting older, I, I saw such a value about um, kids seeing each other as brothers and sisters in Christ that really were pursuing, even if they're in different bodies of believers. The, the high school, like a building or an entity of, the, of, it, of its own, has such its own struggles that if you're trying to isolate yourself from the other Christians in there and the world you just fall. And I just, it was, it's not always easy. And personality, you know how when you're first in school, there, there's things about you that you don't even understand. And maybe you mature and grow and your, your peer group or your influences started out with one group of kids and evolved to something else uh, down the yeah. road. Cause you were those different path. Um, right. I think that I saw such a change in myself and such a change in those around me that I, I didn't want to miss that opportunity to bring a, an opportunity for kids to come together. And to be candid, as I joined the group that we had a couple of other youth pastors that were meeting, they're gone now and not even um, serving in ministry here. Um, I just pushed to make sure that we were consistently meeting. We weren't actually having an effective all city youth yet, but we were meeting um, regularly together and planning things and then trying to be proactive on how to bring this together. 
um, like-minded hearts, you know what I mean? And so once, even after they left, I knew that whoever the next um, youth pastors that got into some of these churches, I would reach out to. And if that, if that door was open, I would just um, try to make an intentional, like you said, be intentional to um, build relationship. And I found some of my dearest friends in our community through these relationships. And so on, you know, not just outside of our time together as pastors, but you know, family time and these other things, I see such a benefit in supporting each other, even outside of our own churches, because there's times when you need, you know, a, a second opinion or another ear to talk to or things. And it's just, it's valuable. So I saw it. I didn't want to see it ever end. And I really just have been, it's been on my heart. I'm, I love Pendleton. I love this community. I grew up here. I graduated from here. And I, and I've seen some of the the backbiting. I've seen the people that, you know, claim to be in Christ that jump from church to church to church and, and just are looking for her to be, you know, happy instead of growing mm-hmm. in, in their relationship. And I, and I just like, man, I want us to be real. And the more real we can be with each other in relationship and, and help support, you know, what God's doing and where the work's happening, I think we're going to be blessed in that too. So I think that's probably where it stemmed from. Awesome. Well, that leads us really well into our last question I have for you today is like, um, you know, as youth pastors in the Pendleton area-ish, um, we get together for breakfast pretty regularly or for coffee or something. We all come from different denominations and, and different backgrounds. Like there's no uniformity there. <laughs> We've been in the ministry for different amounts of time and with ministries of different sizes and shapes. And somehow it works. And I know from personal experience that that relationship I have with, with you guys, with my, my brothers at arms has been so valuable to me beyond just in my ministry. Um, but how can we help other ministry leaders understand the value of fellowship like that and how it contributes to unity within our personal, our home church. Um, but also in the whole faith community and like, you know, loving our neighbors, how does, how does that fellowship how, how is that so valuable beyond just, you know, in our little core? I think, I think you'll find that what you invest in is where you're going to find value. And I think when you invest in other believers that are seeking effective opportunities for ministry or seeking um, God's face and his plans and his will for their lives to in, in pursuit, whatever their giftings are, I think you'll find that they're seeking God will rub off on you and you're seeking God and you'll be blessed and encouraged when your moments are down and then you're, you know, we're rejoicing together on the moments of triumph. And I think it's such a important thing to not look at, Oh, that, well, look at what God's in that church. I wish our church was like that. It's more like, man, God's doing a good work and it's our God too. And I'm just excited to hear about how that's happening. And I, and I think our, our relationships with God can be, pressed a little bit when we're seeing someone around us press in their relationship and it makes us go, Hey, I need to make that more valuable. You know, you say between us, like just, I, so you say I've been added value to your relationship. Well, you guys, you and your husband have added value to my ministry and our relationship. And it's not just what you bring to the table with your time. It's just, just these conversations. You're, um, you guys have a lot to offer. And I think every person that is a true believer and seeker of Christ it, because he got the spirit of God has a lot to offer. Why would we reject any? Well, yeah. I mean, it reminds me of that iron sharpens iron. We, it comes up in our conversations all the time. 
And like, kind of like you started to say earlier, you know, when one of us is down, because sometimes ministry is hard. <laughs> sometimes even sometimes. just ministry, <laughs> but even sometimes just what the ministry blessing. within our home to our children, you know, life is difficult and complicated sometimes. And having other people um, that are slightly outside your, your little tight core that you can go to kind of a, you know, an non-judgmental neutral party that is still invested in, like you said, that we have the same God. It is so valuable and it really strengthens in a way that I've never experienced before. Um, so I'm hoping that we can influence other people around the country, even the world to kind of do what you started and we're continuing to do together to just be intentional and reach out. You know, if a new church opens nearby, you call and say, yeah. Hey, what are you doing? Um, let's, let's, let's work let's together. Connect. Let's, let's connect. Yeah. Right. You know, exactly. same God, same God. Yeah. If we're helping, we're helping someone else in their wheel of ministry and, and promote it and encourage it. If it's glorifying God and edifying the body, it not be a blessing to the Lord and him want to raise, yeah. I, I, the more we stay humble and it's not about us God's the one doing the work anyway it's not how good I am it's not how much knowledge I have it's more how obedient I am and how faithful I am in that obedience to God I think we'll realize our value only comes from him and it's mm -hmm. not important for me to you know everybody to see me as the one it's more important that, that God is glorified and I think with that part people around want to be are drawn to that so totally there, agree there's scenarios where it can be hard and challenging with backgrounds and different things. But I think when we learn to submit one to another, like the word of God says, and submit to the Lord um, and his word becomes our truth, we become unified in his spirit and directionally driven on the same path that the Holy Spirit's taken us. We become on that path together. Sometimes the giftings look different. Sometimes the, the action steps are different, but it's such a valuable tool to be working For together sure. in ministry. So I appreciate right. you visiting with me. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the other things that I just, it's not on the script, but I wanted to mention that is um, a valuable kind of side effect of community within churches um, is that like when we have a hard day, a couple of weeks ago, I had, I had a kid who was in crisis, right? And I was able to just text all of you guys. I was able to text all these other pastors that I'm in community with. And I'm like, y'all need to pray. I don't know what to do. This is tough. <laughs> And I knew that I had backup in prayer. I knew that I had support and that this kid, you know, even had prayer and support and backup. And that was just, I don't know, that was just a manifestation that I wasn't expecting. And uh, that is incredibly valuable and encouraging um, in day-to-day -day life, in day-to-day -day ministry life. And I just, I just wanted to mention that that's just something that, that I think we can look forward to as we you know, seek unity in the body. Luke, I just want to thank you so much. You are just kind of like a godfather to me. You have been so helpful to me personally as a youth pastor, but also just as a brother in Christ. And um, I just thank you for your dedication and your um, commitment and intentionality and how you model Christ in that way. So I just, I just thank you so much just for Joe, just between you, but also being willing to be here and share your heart with us. Coming up next are common unity questions. We're going to dig a little deeper and have a little fun. Be sure to stay tuned. Are you enjoying this podcast? 
We're looking for partners. Join us over on our Patreon page to learn more about how you can support this volunteer-only organization. We've got lots of really great projects on the horizon, but we need help to pull it off. Depending on your tier, patrons get early access to our podcasts, behind-the-scenes footage, bonus content, monthly video calls, and access to a patron-only Facebook group for even greater connection. If your heart is resonating with the mission of Wakagape, we want to know. We want to know you. We want to know your heart. We want to be partners. Come join us over at Patreon www.patreon.com slash wakagape. And now, our common unity questions. Um, as we wrap up, um, we ask all of our interviewees two questions, and one is sort of serious, so take it as deep as you want to, and one is just kind of fun. But um, if you have, this is the first question, if you have one minute to describe Jesus to someone who doesn't know Jesus very well, if at all, what do you tell them? Jesus is the only relationship that's worth seeking. You have family, you have friends, you have other things, you have other influences, but if you want real truth and answers, seek Jesus and his, his way, his path be known to you. I think with a real relationship with Jesus, we have nothing but a bunch of religion and religion actually as more hindering of the faith it does relationally to bring us closer to him. So I think if people are giving me a minute and they're really seeking that answer, I will talk about who Jesus is to me. And he's the one that saved me. He's the one that changed me. He's the one that has um, completed the dysfunction and using even those areas of life that I wouldn't have thought could have ever brought him any glory. Um, he is glorified. And I think it's just that. So one minute. Awesome. I love Jesus. He's everything to me. If you want to understand that, come do life with me. <laughs> love it. Oh, I love that. Let me show you Jesus, not just tell you. Love that. All right. Now here's the funny one. If you okay. were, I'm going to, it's a different question than what I gave you. So if you were an animal, what kind of animal would you choose to be and why? Never really thought about it. Seriously, you've not played uh, no. this game with your youth group kids. Come on. No, I I would love to be a big, powerful, strong bear. But I think if you wanted me to pick someone, I'd want to be a cheetah just because I'd like oh. to experience true speed. I'd like to run that fast. <laughs> <laughs> the adrenaline rush. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, Luke, thank you again so much for joining us on the podcast today. This was such a cool conversation. And I hope that those of you who are listening will continue this conversation. What does unity of the body look like for you? How do you get to participate in that? Yes. Thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode. You've been listening to the We Are Invincible podcast, a project of Wakagape. You can subscribe to us on iTunes or Google Play or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Wakagape to join the community and get updates and encouragement throughout your week. Come back next week to meet another part of the extended family of God. We're real, we love Jesus, and you never know who's going to walk through the door. Thanks for joining us. We hope you come back to the table soon.